WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Good Sunday morning to everyone and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And I'm Terry Lee Clark, and I'm also a servant leader with our ministry. And happy Mother's Day to you, Terry Lee, mother of uh, three daughters and grandmother to three grandchildren. Uh, we have, what, two do- two granddaughters and a grandson, but happy Mother's Day to you, sweetheart. Oh, thank you, my love. And, uh, you know, it is such an honor and such a blessing to be a mother and to be a grandmother, you know, just... Uh, no greater love. Just it's just been unbelievable, and the years have have flown by, have flown by, and I'm so thankful. And happy Mother's Day to our two of our daughters out there, Whitney and and Jordan, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and those who have played the role of mother, even if they don't have a child of their own. They have mothered uh, many on their own and have really sowed into the lives of these children. Uh, who I know think of them as their mom. Amen. On this day. Amen. You know, Terry Lee, it's uh, uh, we just returned home. It's yes. it's late on Saturday evening. Uh, we've just returned home from Mount Hermon Church of the Brethren down in, in Bassett. Yes. And you had the privilege of speaking uh, to uh, over a hundred uh, mothers and daughters mm-hmm. uh, that gathered on Saturday evening to celebrate one another to enjoy an evening uh, where the men of the ministry served the women. Yes. Uh, and then you had the privilege of being the speaker for the ser- service that followed. Yeah, and, you know, what a, what a beautiful time it was, how humbled I was to be asked to be their guest speaker for the evening. And, you know, I was uh, so warmly, we were both so warmly received um, by everyone who was there. And, uh you know, had some friends show up um, in support um, of my speaking there, and you know that was just a just a blessing in itself, and um, it uh, just uh, over the top, over the top. It just it felt so good to be there and just to be loved as one of their own. And I I tried to blend in with the men's ministry as we served the ladies a meal before yes. uh, before you spoke. Uh, in the sanctuary, and we we gathered in the fellowship hall, and it was a a barbecue dinner, barbecue chicken and mashed mm-hmm. potatoes and uh, green beans with strawberry shortcake as a, a dessert item, and uh, just being there to serve uh, these women and their daughters that gathered uh, for that meal uh, was humbling, and it was a special privilege. And to be standing in the back of the sanctuary, really in the vestibule, all the way in the very back, and listen to uh, the way you spoke with these women, the boldness with which you spoke, uh, the clarity with which you spoke, uh, the the manner in which you tied your testimony into the message that you were trying to share, a message of hope and encouragement, commitment, and faithfulness uh, that you shared with these women for, for the better part of 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah, it, you know, again, it was certainly a privilege, but you know, you go back to you helping out with the men. And one of the women said, oh, well, look, you know, JT's over there. And I said, you know what? 
he is really in his space where he loves to serve. He is truly a servant. And I said, you know, he, he does such a good job of it and he loves doing it. It truly brings joy to his heart to be serving others. And I said, you know, that's what we do in our ministry is we're here to serve others. And I said, I just, I love watching him as he serves. So I, I just enjoyed watching you as you serve the women there this evening. What was it like for you, Terry Lee, as you stood in front of more than a hundred women that gathered uh, for the service? And what was it like for you connecting with them? You you know, again, from the back of the room watching, I, I could see the, the way you made eye contact with them, the way you engaged one side, then the other, uh, this group of people, then that group of people. It, it was um, it was something to behold for me. Well, you know, it was, it was very humbling, but it wasn't just myself. There were many of us as I came into the, we came into the church this evening talking about how Satan had been all over them all day. And after that was spoken, I said, boy, isn't that the truth? He's been all over me all afternoon long. And, you know, you prayed over me before we started the service. Um, we prayed together at the altar and said, Satan, get behind me tonight, tomorrow, and the next day. I don't have time for you in my life. I don't, we don't have time for you in our marriage or our ministry. And to get up there and, you know, say, Lord, just give me the boldness with which to speak what it is you will have me to share this evening with these women that may just impact one. And uh, he gave me exactly what I asked for. And Truly, I was just blown away by how I felt so comfortable in there. There are times that I feel very comfortable and at ease, and there are other times where I there's a little bit of intimidation here of, am I going to mess up? Is somebody going to say, boy, she messed up. We're never going to invite her back to speak. Um, but that's not what it's about. You know, It's about giving all glory to God, um, which I did during the service, saying, you know, this isn't about Terry Lee. This isn't about what I did because on my own, I couldn't have done any of this. This is all God. This well, is all God. I, I like the scripture that you used as the basis for your message mm -hmm. in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Yes. And, you know, when we think about the context of the scripture where it mm -hmm. says, I, I have a plan for you, mm -hmm. um, the people that are being t spoken to in that moment are in exile. Right. Uh, they, they, uh, mm -hmm. They're in captivity, yeah. and, uh, and and they're being reminded, in spite of our circumstance, in spite of our situation, I've got a plan for you. Right. Uh, I've got a plan to prosper you. Uh, I've got a plan you for hope. your good, to give you hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's so much of what your message was about and how it resonated with those that heard it. It was because, you know, this message starts out with the loss of my first husband, and all of a sudden, thinking I have this future in front of me, and now in the blink of an eye, everything I had planned is gone, is flipped upside down. And then we're married, and you're depressed and suicidal and thinking, am I going to lose a second husband? But God reminded me over and over again, he did have a plan for my future and to give me hope. And he did. I mean, all my prayers were answered during that time. He brought you through your depression. He brought you to a relationship with him. He gave us three beautiful daughters. 
now three beautiful grandchildren, and you're here with them. And that was part of my message today, that you were here to watch our daughters graduate high school, to watch them graduate college, to walk them down the aisle when they got married, to be here for the birth of their children. You know, this is, you know, nothing but God and just his blessings upon us. Even though we go through trials, he's right here with us, and we have that hope. Well, and, and when I think of Mother's Day, obviously it's not a day for me, it's a day for you. Uh, but when I think of what we're celebrating and, and this life that we have together and the opportunity, uh, you reflected this in a comment on Facebook after the service, uh, just the opportunity and the privilege that we have to walk out this ministry together and mm -hmm. to serve this way, uh, something that you couldn't have imagined eight mm -hmm. years ago. And now this is what our life is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, 30, almost 36 years ago, ministry together was nothing I thought we'd ever do together. You know, I just wanted you to have the relationship with Jesus Christ and be saved and have eternal life. But to be doing ministry together, to be doing work that's glorifying to God, is something you're right I never could have imagined I could have written down 50 things we would have done together as a couple um, and this wouldn't have been one of them I just didn't see this coming but God knew you know it wasn't that long ago maybe two weeks ago where I was uh, in in uh, Page County Virginia uh, yeah. you were in Taswell with with Whitney or you actually were down at the hospital still <laughs> the, the baby was still in the NICU at this point yeah. and uh, I was in I was in finished up uh, the second of two nights of revival and I was driving home on that Tuesday morning, very early in the morning. And, and I'd had such a, what I considered a horrible experience in the pulpit of that church. And, and I just remember praying to God, God, don't ever put me in the pulpit again. I, I don't, don't, don't put me there, mm -hmm. but if it's your will, mm -hmm. Uh, if, if you're, if it's your will, uh, I'll go where you say go. Right. And later that very morning, mm -hmm. we got a call asking us to come to another church in the Eastern part of the state in June. Mm -hmm. And so right away got a, uh, what I believe is a confirmation from God that I'm doing what he wants me to do in the way he wants me to do it. And he's going to continue to use us in this way. Well, and then yesterday I got a phone call. On Friday, on right? On Friday, yes, uh, from a woman in Page County who had run into my father and uh, asked for our information. And when she called, she said they were having revival in October. And she says, we'd love for you and your husband to come to do revival. And I said, well, which night of the four would you like us to do? She says, well, we want the two of you to do all four nights. I was so humbled by this. Well, one of the people that she heard from was somebody who was at the church yes. of where I had done the revival mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, yes. where I felt like I fumbled it, where I felt like I mm -hmm. was ineffective in terms of what I was doing, even calling, saying, God, don't put me back in the pulpit. And somebody from that mm -hmm. church that was there then spoke to this person that... Yeah, and she actually used to the hair for our my stepmother and 
had a relationship with her and she was at the service that day and heard you speak and heard me speak during the service and just felt led um, to go to their pastor to ask us to come do the revival for them. So again, you know, God continues to open doors for us, even when we think maybe this is it, but he continues to be faithful. Yeah. As we continue to walk in his will. Well, and that's the, that's the key to it Mm -hmm. is uh, being obedient to what he's called us to do. uh, Even when it doesn't feel good, even when it doesn't feel natural, even when our choice would be to do something different. Uh, We, we had the opportunity and I'm not going to go into the whole of the story, but we had the opportunity uh, early in the day on Saturday. And, and frankly, it was a day that you and I thought, uh, we would have some leisure time on Saturday morning. We would just be able to just relax and, and not have anything kind of pushing us. We knew you had a commitment Saturday evening at Mount Hermon church of the brethren, but we thought most of the day Saturday would just be a time together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we found a situation where, uh, a young lady, um, coming out of addiction, Yes. Coming out of incarceration, uh, she's in her her mid twenties. She's never had a driver's license, and uh, she had an opportunity to get into driver school in Rocky Mount. Mm-hmm. And she lives in Stewart. Uh, she needed transportation there, and she needed the money to get into the class. Yes, and uh, that's basically the last we had in our ministry account mm-hmm. was enough to cover the cost of her class. But it also required us to get up early in the morning to drive to, to Stewart to pick her up so that we yeah. could have her back to Rocky Mountain time. And and so what that speaks to is denying ourselves mm-hmm. uh, to do what God has called us to do. And you and I both believed that we were called to do this. Yes. Uh, and uh, the conversation, this is not our first encounter with this oh, no. with this young woman. And again, we'll 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 give the story of this at another time. But uh, we had ministered to her in a jail in Statesville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. back um, back in the summertime mm-hmm. of last year. Yes. Uh, and so um, we we believe um, she's continued to remain in our lives as part of our ministry. We've continued to pour into her yes. uh, as God has yeah. unctioned us through His Spirit to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so as it was on Saturday. And, you know, we, we had an opportunity in the car as we, as we brought her to Rocky Mount, um, to ask her what it meant. Uh, the first time that we traveled to Statesville, North Carolina to meet her at the jail. What did that mean to her, Terry Lee? And and she gave an answer that was really, um, I don't know. It it just kind of overwhelmed. It was overwhelming because she talked about how much it meant to her. Because at that time, she was in such a bad place in her life, being incarcerated. She was found out she was pregnant. She had a lot going on. So this was very overwhelming. And to have us travel several hours just to minister to her, just to speak that life, love, and truth into her, and to tell her to get into her Bible, get into a word, and cling to the Lord. Cling to the Lord and cling to his word. And you're going to see the changes in your life. And now here we are almost a year later. And she's just about a year into her sobriety. And she wants to stay this way. And she 
was just so thankful for what we did for her on that day and what we had done in the time leading up to that and in the time past that we'd stayed connected to her and continued to encourage her through this walk for her to remain sober so she can be the mother that she's been called to be. And she said, one day be the wife that she's called to be. Yeah, it was uh... it's overwhelming for us to hear because sometimes we feel like it doesn't, what we're doing sometimes it doesn't feel like it makes that big a difference in somebody's life. And to hear what it meant to her was overwhelming. It was hard for me to fight the tears back of hearing it. Well, especially Mother's Day weekend. Yes. Uh, the conversation that we had coming up the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, sometimes it feels like, does it really matter? Mm-hmm. But again, we go for the one. Right. And in this case, she was the one. Yes. And, you know, we can think to several individuals that we've had encounters mm-hmm. over the last six, seven and a half years, almost eight years now. And we can think of they're the one mm-hmm. or, or this person's the one or she's the one. Uh, but it, yeah, it continues to, it continues to come up. There was a woman mm-hmm. at, at the service on Saturday night, mm-hmm. um, who made several expressions to people at the table, how her and her husband had been the one, mm-hmm. um, you, you were more intimate to that conversation. Yes. And again, without going into specifics, but yeah, it was, it came from her mother and from her mother-in-law saying, wow. You and your husband have been such a blessing to these two and to their family. You know, we we don't know what we would have done without the two of you. Well, we know they would have been fine. God would have sent somebody else. But God chose to send us into their lives. And now this beautiful friendship has come from it between the four of us. And, you know, we're just so thankful that God put us in their lives for a purpose, um, for a for a time such as this for them and um, just what's all of what's come from it has been amazing. Yeah. You know, I've kind of laughed and joked before my transformation, before I came to a relationship with Christ, I I used to watch uh, a TV show on, on Sunday evenings called touched by an angel. Mm -hmm. Um, It was in the nineties and and it was a story, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, say it was entirely biblical, right. uh, but it was an uplifting story. And um, it was angels being used to influence and be involved in people's lives to help uh, help bring hope uh, to situations. And uh, the, the kind of running joke that I've had over the last couple of years, it feels like every every day is another Touched by an Angel episode. Uh, who, who are we going to be sent to uh, right. be a part of somebody's life? Who's God going to bring us across somebody's path? And uh, Again, it's this is uh, want to be careful that we're we're not puffing ourselves up in this. Oh, it's just fascinating yeah. to watch uh, God, God move in in these situations and how he um, how he uses uh, how he uses us in these moments and these circumstances. How he finds us to use in these circumstances, and I know there are plenty of other people that he uses in other circumstances. God knows how all these puzzle pieces have to be put together just perfectly. Well, we had an opportunity on Friday night to be at a church in Roanoke to share our movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a small turnout, uh, all Mm -hmm. things considered. There were about 20 people there. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we sat in the back of the sanctuary as Mm -hmm. the movie played, um, I just 
I just took it in. I just watched the reaction of the people that were there to experience the movie. And uh, every pair of eyes was locked in on the screen and they were listening to the messages of, of this film. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were e emotionally connected to it. Yeah, at one point I had to get up and take a box of tissues to someone. Yeah. And they were spiritually connected to it. Yes. And that was evident in the conversation that unfolded at the end. Afterwards, yeah. And when we know the struggle we've had to get an audience for the film, <laughs> to see the reaction person after person after person. Uh, but being there on Friday night, that stemmed from an engagement that happened in July of last year. Right. Uh, a pastor came to a church in Rocky Mount, yes. and he he experienced the film mm -hmm. at that church. And now a year later, he's having us at his church, and uh, we'll uh, finish good. up the weekend this morning, Mother's right. Day, uh, sharing a message yes. uh, with the congregation on yeah. Sunday morning. We're excited to do that. You know, we'll be able to do it together. So it, it's exciting. We're looking forward to this morning and, and what it'll bring and, you know what lives may be impacted. Well, he, this pastor and I had the opportunity last week to uh, have a lunch together. Mm -hmm. And, and he shared with me how he learned of the movie being shown mm -hmm. at the church last summer <laughs> that brought him and his wife. And he said, one of the members of that church ran into him at the Kroger grocery store yes. in Rocky Mount. Yeah. And told them about the movie that was going to be shown that night. Mm -hmm. If they hadn't had that encounter and, that person hadn't said they wouldn't have been there to then lead to this opportunity. And it's just fascinating to me to watch all of this seemingly in seemingly separate events, seemingly separate circumstances, and then something will cross and everything will be tied back together. It will. And, you know, I mean, it's all been word of mouth because we said from the beginning, we won't go knocking on church's doors saying here we want to share a testimony with you we have a movie we'd love to show here it's god's got to make a way and god is as you said you know this woven tapestry of this person runs into this person and it all ties itself back together and we're always in awe and i said this evening to somebody in conversation i said you know, all these things that are happening are all what we call but god moments and every time one happens, we're in awe. And we shouldn't be shocked by it, but yet we are. That's how big our God is. That's how awesome the God is that we serve. Um, that he always finds a way to make a way when it looks like there is no way. Amen. Amen. And another uh, circumstance that kind of crystallized in the past week Mm -hmm. uh, was an opportunity for us to host a ministry team out of Florida yes. in our home. And again, this, this came up a set of circumstances where mm -hmm. a church in Rocky Mount, mm -hmm. uh, New Life Church of Rocky Mount, mm -hmm. is having a revival service at their church uh, June 4th to June 11th. Mm -hmm. And they're bringing a ministry team out of South Florida yes. uh, to come lead this revival service. Mm -hmm. And somebody from their church uh, reached out and said, would you all consider hosting some number of them mm -hmm. in your home for the week? Yeah. And as it turns out, we're going to host five members of their team in our home, and we're going to feed seven yes. uh, for the Tonight. nights that they're here. From mm -hmm. uh, They're going to arrive late on Monday night, but Tuesday the 6th 
the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth, and then they're going to leave on the tenth. So four nights we're going to feed them. And uh, so we we shared that this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, we had a pastor of Henry Fork Church of the Brethren, Pastor mm -hmm. Ron Coleman, oh, who we serve in the love. chaplaincy team, yes. learned that we were going to be doing this. And immediately he offered up the services of his church mm -hmm. uh, to provide two of the four dinners yes. uh, for the team that's coming in. Which is huge help. Well, it is, but it's fascinating yeah. because you've got a Pentecostal church mm -hmm. that's hosting the revival, mm -hmm. our ministry that's going to provide support to the team that's coming up, and now a brethren church is saying, we want to help yeah. you guys uh, meet the needs and serve this team that's coming from out of town. Right. We didn't have to ask. He just offered it up to us. I mean, that's that's love and action. It that's is love. That is, that is love and action because they didn't have to do this. There was no reason for them to do this but God functioning them to say, let us help them out. Well, and it's uh, evidence of the body of Christ. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not about denominations. No, it's not it's about, not. we're all worshiping the same God. Amen. Uh, we, we, our doctrines might differ on this or that, but a message of salvation is the same across. Yes. And how can we help? How can we help serve? And mm -hmm. that's the mindset that Christ had. I did not come to right. be served. No. I came to serve. Yes. You know, Terry Lee, I reached out to the pastor in, in Maryland. Mm -hmm. We were just hosted in their home. Yes. Uh, at the end of April, we mm -hmm. went up and had a weekend of service up there. Right. And the first night that we were up there, mm -hmm. her and her husband had us stay in their home. Yes. And they didn't just put us in a guest bedroom in their no. home. They didn't put us in the basement of their home. No. They gave us the master bedroom of their home for you and I to stay in. It's a very sacred space. It's an intimate, sacred intimate, space sacred to space. give up. They went to a guest bedroom. Right. And when we said something to them about it, they said, well, you're our guest and we should offer you the best that we have. Mm -hmm. And the best that they had was their bedroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, you know, again, it for us now sets the tone for how mm -hmm. we're going to see mm -hmm. uh, the next opportunity we have to serve coming up, coming up here in June. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we were. Absolutely deeply humbled by that. Matter of fact, we kept on saying, let us take the guest bedroom. Let us just take the guest bedroom. We just need a bed to sleep in. That's all we need. And they said, no, not at all. This is where you all are staying tonight. And that's where we stayed on that evening. And, you know, um, again, just blessed, just blessed how God, you know, brought them into our lives. And we've stayed connected over the past six years now. That's right. And almost six years coming up on six years on June 18th. That's right. June 18th of 2017. So nicely um, done, Father's Terry. Father's Day, yes. <laughs> and catch up with the memory that, that you have that I used to have. Um, but boy, you've got one over on me. But yeah, it's it's been just absolutely incredible. So just uh, looking forward to what the week ahead is going to bring. Um, back at Bridging the Gap with the men right now. I'm going to be with you on Monday, um, helping out with uh, the teaching of the Bible study that's being led there with the men, because right now we don't have a women's group uh, yet starting again. So until that time, I'll be helping you out as needed and helping out with the women with devotions as, as needed uh, wherever 
Well, it, speaking of the devotion on Monday and Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. I've got somebody filling in for me uh, tomorrow morning on Monday. Uh, but uh, on Wednesday, when I go back, we're going to start a new a devotional series. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, uh, based on a book that was written, uh, and it's called 52 Weeks Through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of helping. Uh, the, the intent of it is to give uh, some insight about how the Bible came to be mm-hmm. and how to go about studying and reading the Bible in a yeah. purposeful way. Sure. And so uh, we'll be using that as a basis uh, through our ministry. We mm-hmm. purchased uh, books. Uh, we got permission from the sheriff's office to purchase books uh, to give so that each uh, man in the program will have their own copy to work from. And mm-hmm. uh, those have come in. So next on Wednesday of this week, we'll, we'll have an opportunity to start that study in earnest and uh, excited about that. Yeah, and just really, really looking forward to it and, you know, the opportunities that that are coming our way. And we have, real quickly, the opportunity Sunday a week on yes. the 21st, we get to go back to our hometown yes. and uh, and speak uh, at a church at that meets in the high school where we graduated and then to show our movie following the service there. So a lot's coming up in the week ahead, and we're excited about it. And, yes. you know, we just, uh, as our time winds down with you, we just hope that uh, something uh, in your week ahead you're excited about. And, mm-hmm. and we just encourage you and challenge you to keep your eyes focused on Christ. Yes. Uh, keep your eyes focused on him and, and how he might work in your own life yes. uh, to encourage and strengthen your own faith walk uh, in the days ahead. Yes, and ladies out there, we just pray that you all have a happy Mother's Day and enjoy. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Yeah, we're excited about our week and yes. happy Mother's Day to you, Terry Lee. I love you. Love you. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God. Love people.